I'm Joe. Nice to meet you, brother. I love watching you grow up. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Touchdown! Is this the And Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. Iguodala. It's funny to hear female talk about routes like. Hosted by Clark and Ethan. It's funny. Hello and welcome to From the Backseat. My name is Ethan Haas and welcome to the show. And I am joined today by my co-host. What up guys? As always, Clark here. How you all doing today? Oh, can't wait to get down and dirty with some good old sports talk today. <laughs> that's what that's what we do now. So how are you doing overall though? Great. I mean, I'm done with work for the day. I don't have to worry about anything else. So now I get to sit down here, run my mouth about some sports. So really pretty hard to beat. But what about you, though? Huh? The old teaching life. How's that going today? Uh, you know, it's going OK. It was, a, it was a fine day at school. I mean, uh, some of our some of our trolling on TikTok or not on TikTok on Twitter has been gaining some traction. So that's been kind of fun recently. I mean, I don't know if it's really trolling. If you go and tell Browns fans that their quarterbacks, a, uh, you know, 20 that's 24 civil you know suits pending against them i think it's just more a statement of fact you know but they just yeah. don't don't focus on that as browns fans just focus on the fact that he could be good not that he's possibly a huge scumbag and really probably is but you know don't focus on that no focus on that uh, elite numbers from two years ago mm-hmm. not that That's he hasn't played focus in a whole on. year not that he hasn't played in a whole year or that he possibly could be you know getting not even playing this season for all we know just focus on that he could be good. It's all that matters. Yeah, he, he could be good in a Browns uniform, just like Kevin, every other quarterback they've gotten who could be good. I mean, I was told that Baker was the savior, and now, you know, Kevin Stefanski says something nice, and Browns fans are like, oh, he's supporting the quarterback? What a concept, even though that's what every coach does. Yeah, I mean, that's literally their job. Yep. Well, so talking about quarterbacks, so today's show – uh, we are going to be talking about the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB, so we are going through the big three. We're not much of an NBA show, but it felt like a relevant time to talk about them just because of the NBA Finals around the corner. But our first story of the day is coming from the NFL, and this is going to be a new segment Clark and I are going to be starting uh, where we are going to start ranking these NFL players during the offseason to be able to put out our predictions of who we think the all-pro teams are coming in later so our first position group that we are going to break down is probably the most interesting uh the one that's getting hotly debated between staying hot elite takes fantasy football just about anyone who has a voice will be uh talking about quarterbacks i feel like so yeah i mean uh stay stay hot is currently watching all the interceptions thrown by by some quarterbacks but we're only talking about the good ones Today, we are breaking down our top 10 list of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league so far. So how I thought this would go is that we'd go from, we each have an honorable mention. So we'd go from honorable mention all the way from 10, 9, 8, all the way down to 1. So we'd start from the back and make our way up. So it takes a little bit out of the fun of it because you guys obviously know who number 1 is when we get there. Do we all obviously know who number 1 is? Uh, I assume so. I mean, hopefully not. That would make this content more interesting. I mean, but, we'll see. I, d- I don't know if you put the same guy that I did at number one. I don't well, even, so we'll I... see. So Clark is alluding to when we're doing this segment, 
we will not know each other's picks. So we will be learning in real time just like you guys. We each have them written down. We each have reasons for why these quarterbacks are where they are. And so let's start it off with Clark, your honorable mention. So this would be his 11th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, so my honorable mention that I'm going with, and I feel like this is typically everyone's honorable mention from at least the dialogue that you've heard around. Uh, My honorable mention or who would be my 11 guy would be Derek Carr. I think Carr is the quintessential push point guy where like, yes, we're going to pay him. He's franchise. He's just fringe top 10. He's a guy we see ourselves being able to win a Super Bowl with. Um, I think in terms of what he brings, I think he deserves a lot of credit last year for writing a ship for the Raiders that truth be told probably had no business being as good as they were. And he provided a ton of civility to that team that frankly, I don't know if a lot of other quarterbacks could have been able to do that had they been put in that position. So I think you put that with, I think, a pretty solid body of work and off what he did last year too, again, going back to just overall organizationally and what he put on the field. I feel like he's a solid number 11 guy. The guy who have a 10, I put, you know, because of talent, but Carr, it's because of what I've seen and what I think I get from him. So Carr would be my honorable mention. What about you? Well, so now I'm thinking we didn't talk about this beforehand, which we probably should have. So my number 11, depending on if this player plays, is actually later on in the list. That's so fine. my number 11 is pushed back. So my number 11, so my honorable mention, is Russell Wilson. I have Russell okay. Wilson currently wow. outside of the top 10, uh, and that is because I have some of the young players pushed up. But this mm-hmm. is not a slight against Russell Wilson. I think there are an 11 elite quarterbacks in the league right now. I would consider all of these guys elite who we will be talking about. And the reason I have Russell Wilson there is his play has dipped. His passer rating has stayed has stayed pretty much the same throughout his career. But his interception numbers continue to tick up, even though which I think he has better receiving options than he did in the past. And we'll see how the Denver move happens. We're projecting quarterbacks into next year. So this is where I think Russell Wilson will land. I think he'll land at number 11 just because of I I don't think Denver will be perfect in the beginning. I still think he'll be elite. I just don't think he'll be as good as these other 10 guys will break down. Interesting. I I would have thought that would have been a guy of a surefire top 10 guy. But all right, I get it. I I have my my questions with Russ, too. But I think certainly he belongs in that 10 conversation area but i get it 11 that's still a very solid guy it's not like he's bad so all right so who's your number 10 then yeah so uh my 10 and again this might be low for where he's at i have 10 is kyler murray um i know people love i i like kyler murray a lot kyler murray when he's on the field probably makes plays that only maybe one or two other guys can make you know purely with his legs as a thrower he's great with the two i think he's for my taste, a little bit too hot and cold. If you look at his numbers last year, a lot of what he got done in terms of overall passing touchdowns was done early on, and then he really cooled off in the second half again. You have to look at the fact that he had an injury, um, and you also you have to address the fact that Cliff Kingsbury is not really the best head coach. And maybe I'm just thinking about it too, and that the last time I saw Kyler Murray, he put on an Andy Dalton-like playoff performance where it didn't look like he had a single idea what was going on out there. However, um, Kyler, to me, of anyone on this list, is a guy who has the most ability to jump up the ladder because of the talent that he has. I know he's smaller in stature, but I think when you look at the physicality he has in terms of his traits and just given talent, um, that he's someone who I think can easily climb up this. I just think for me, I need maybe a little more consistency, not so much hot and cold, 
and I'd be more than happy to move him up this list. Uh, but for me, for right now, Kyler's at 10. It's funny you think this is a controversial take because I also have Kyler Murray at 10. Well, I just, I don't know. I feel like people really look at Kyler and they get lost in what there is to be had. So, so hey, I, I had Kyler up this list probably a lot higher halfway through last season. No, I did then, too. I think halfway through the season, he kind of cooled off and showed. And I don't know if this is a schematic thing. It really felt like Cliff Kingsbury kind of unveiled the entire playbook early in the season. And so teams were kind of figuring out what the Cardinals were doing. Because this has happened every year under him. And it feels like the same thing Gruden was doing in, in Vegas. Where mm-hmm. they'd start really hot and then just fall apart. Um, so I don't really know if it's a product of that. Or just that Russell Wilson's durability isn't there. To where as the season goes on, he gets into cold weather. He just His body isn't built to play. 17 18 19 games um but right now i have him at number 10 i think he has all the talent in the world he could he could easily rise into a top five quarterback by i think the end of next year i think Mm -hmm. all the potential is there he's got the arm strength he's got the mobility i mean we call him a toddler when he runs around but maybe outside of lamar jackson he's probably the best running quarterback in the league probably yeah he's got all the talent uh, he can easily be a riser on this list, but trying to be not as objective as possible because I like his play a lot. I just feel like he's got to be number 10. All right. I like it. I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised we're on the same page on that. I actually would have thought you would have had him higher. But, All right. Well, but... let's see what your number nine is. Let's see how long we're lined up. Yeah. So my number nine is where I have um, Russell Wilson clocking in. Um, I, I like Russ a lot. Um, I think, again, he, I think, will have a really good year because he's going to an organization in Denver. Not to say that Seattle wasn't a good organization when he was there and he won a Super Bowl with them and they had the Legion of Boom. But I'm saying the spot that he's going into now in Denver, I think there is certainly um, a little bit more of a pedigree there. I think he has a lot of weapons to play with. And I think the big thing, too, is the offensive line is an objective upgrade from what he had in Seattle. Um I think, too, when you look at him, I think body of work-wise, I know what I'm going to get from Russell at this point. Um, I think regardless of what happens, he's going to have another very solid year. Um, I guess I understand the concerns with the uh, removed pin from the finger, and you don't know where the throwing hand's going to be, and maybe there's some lingering effect from that still. Um, But I think ultimately when I look at Russell, I think from just looking at the body of work, the talent that he still has, um, you know, combined with the fact of the weapons that he now gets in Denver, I think that he fits really nicely at that number nine spot. And again, he was a guy who I considered putting up even maybe a couple spots higher than this, but because of, you know, the last season and maybe the play not being quite as good the last two years, um, that I have him slotted in at the number nine spot. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I had a lot of the same things. I just think a lot of these quarterbacks are really close together. Mm -hmm. that it was hard to put them in. And my number nine pick is the reason that Russell Wilson got pushed down. My number nine is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was hard. That was, was hard to place because before all of the scandal, before he sat out the year, uh, I would have probably considered him a top five guy. Yeah. But the big reason why he's so difficult to place right now is he hasn't played a full season before this. He was on a four and 12 team. I mean, before that, he was in the divisional round, constant playoff threat, was Mm -hmm. playing Patrick Mahomes. But over the last two seasons, he just hasn't really played. 
He hasn't really been a part of it. And there's a lot of these young guys who could have easily jumped him. And in, in my list, you'll see I picked a bunch of young guys that I think are probably better than him right now. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if Deshaun Watson is the same Watson he was two years ago. If he comes into Cleveland, plays really well with Amari Cooper, and they really get this going. I mean, he had a crazy stat. Like, he had a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception rate mm-hmm. in Houston. He yeah. was playing really, really well in Houston especially when it got late in games. So I, I can easily see that he's there, but he was just the hardest quarterback for me to place, and it, it pushed me to pick w- Wilson out of the list mm-hmm. just because I think I had to put Deshaun Watson there. Okay, so like full disclosure, I will say Watson is not on my list because I don't know how many games he's going to miss. I think yeah. if, if I did know that number, if I knew he was going to miss just – six games five games four games i feel like i'd be able to place him but at this point as it stands for me i didn't put him on there because i i he could miss the whole year for all i know he could miss over over half the season and if that's the case i don't know where i can really slot him in at but i I understand from a standpoint of talent wise of what he is i top 10 guy no matter what for sure but again for me i hesitate just because i don't know how much he's going to play this season if at all no, I, I mean, I totally agree. And it's just picking quarterbacks into next year. And currently next year, he is the Cleveland Browns quarterback. So I tried to put him on the list in the best place I could. Yeah. Because um, he is a top 10 he is a top ten quarterback if he plays. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, we have no idea how long he's going to play. I think he'll play at some point during the season. But mm-hmm. four games to all 17. It really hasn't been signaled. Um, there was some of the out of verified profile who just puts out there that the NFL expects him to be suspended for a year. What? Uh, with <laughs> so we, we got to go off those guys on Twitter who just make accounts day of and then just blast out some stuff. Of course. Um, They're the most trustworthy yeah. source. So yeah. let's move on to number eight. Who is your number eight? Yeah, so that I have for the upcoming season, I have uh, – Lamar Jackson at number eight. I know he's coming off an injured season last year. Um, However, again, I think when you look at Lamar overall as a quarterback, he's probably, at least from my watching as a Bengals fan and seeing what he can do, he's the most electric player at the quarterback position in terms of what he can do with his legs and what his ability is with his arm too. Um, I think Lamar would be higher on the list if sometimes he just didn't try to play hero ball. I think one of Lamar's biggest issues that he has is that there are times where his judgment isn't the best. And he thinks, you know, because he has all these great attributes that he can make plays that probably should just be left alone, which again, I love the fact that he's trying to go out there and do everything. And I love the athleticism. and I love the amount of just pure talent he has. But again, I think the decision-making, there's still some question marks there for me. And I think, you know, again, hero ball kind of goes to the same thing. As well for Lamar, I'm still worried about the play calling of which Greg Roman inflicts on that team. As combined with the fact that, truthfully, if you look at the Ravens roster, they really only have two pass catchers on the team that really anyone would think about. And I think that limits him to a certain extent because when teams look at it and you have, you know, Rashad Bateman on the outside, you don't know what he is yet. He looks like a really good player and will be a number one guy. And then your only other dude outside of that is Mark Andrews. It makes me worry about the production that he can do with. However, that being said, 
I think Jackson is a guy who, if he has a good year, he's an MVP caliber guy. He's someone who, too, can shoot up this list higher like Murray in my mind. So I, I think our lists are going to be a lot more identical than you think. Do you Lamar really think so? Number eight. Okay. Well, Lamar is my number eight. So, uh, yeah, so Lamar Jackson is my number eight. But full disclosure, Lamar Jackson is probably my second favorite player in the league. So I am highly biased towards Jackson. Every he's in college at Louisville and in the NFL, I just think his play is just so fun to watch, and it just makes mm -hmm. the NFL more fun. He is such an incredible player to watch because anytime he can juke you out of your shoes, he's passing a lot, which I, I just think he can't be judged like the normal quarterback. Just mm -hmm. the play is just so much different than every other player in the league. No one can do what he does with his feet and his movement throughout the pocket. There is no one as elusive as him when edge rushers are coming near him. He can easily scramble out and make plays happen. Now, I totally understand your concern about the options on their offense. One thing I do want to bring up is I would consider J.K. Dobbins a receiving option. I mean, he is their primary running back, he's but he is back, also a good pass catcher. And he's coming off but he is a good injury. pass catcher. No, he's he is coming off, off but I, I still would consider him a pass catcher. But it, it's I would like to put Lamar Jackson higher on this list, but because of Lamar's last year and his injury – uh, it's hard to put him any higher. These mm -hmm. guys that I have one through seven are proven production last year. And if we're projecting into next year, it's hard for me mm -hmm. to put Lamar above these guys. But so let, let's get into that. So who's your number seven? Yeah. So my number seven is um, my personal favorite quarterback to watch. And I have Joe Burrow at number um, I think Joe Burrow slots in right now after, you know, I want to, I want to play some higher. I truthfully do. Um, however, missed most of his first season with the ACL injury last year came back, you know, great year. I think he was one. I actually truthfully think that Burrow before the playoff run was a quarterback who was actually underrated for the numbers that he was putting up. But then the playoff run happens where he does play really well, but then everyone sees him that he becomes now overrated, and it's now the popular thing to do is just to kind of crap down him. But I think for me, when I look at Burrow, um, I think he's probably the one of the best off-script quarterbacks in the NFL. I think his decision-making, his accuracy, his extreme improvement with the deep ball this year um, was a huge jump up from what you saw his rookie season. Um Part of me wanted to put him higher, too, because I know he now has a full and healthy offseason. I know he had the MCL sprain, but he's not rehabbing a torn ACL like he was in 2020 to 2021. And not only that, but he now actually has competent offensive linemen blocking for him. So for a guy that threw for 33-plus touchdown passes last season with no offensive line and no protection, he now has actual people who will block for him and gave him time to develop and you know maybe go past a first or second read to find something. Um, and then I think my last thing that I really enjoy about him that's just not even as much to do with him is the playmakers that he has outside in Cincinnati. He has the best skill position group in the NFL, in my opinion, uh, with the Bengals. Days. That's not bold. It's just not even debatable. There's not even someone else who has the three quality receivers they do. Yeah, but, I mean, other teams have tight ends. I would argue the Raiders are probably right there with them. Well, that's just foolish. What, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro? Okay, I, I would take... I think that's we're not going to get into that, but Boyd, Higgins, and Chase are better than that. I don't know about that. Then why'd they do it last year? I mean, I know that there was no Adams last year, There's but... no Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams is your best quarterback in the league. 
but we'll we'll talk about this a different time. Yes, go to your your seven though. Oh, uh, so remember how I said our lists are going to be really similar? It seems is, like so. Yeah. Joe Burrow is my number seven. Okay, well um, here we go. But, we so didn't plan I'm, this, folks. So I'm going to play devil's advocate to you. Because Joe Burrow is the one I see most likely sliding down this list. Well, that's just dumb again. That's why I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um, And the reason for that is exactly what you just said. I just think his receiving core gives him such a bump. The thing about Joe Burrow is you already talked about all the good things about him. He's maybe the best mid-range passer in the league. He maybe has some of the quickest feet within the pocket. But... He also just doesn't have the deep ball. A lot of these quarterbacks. He literally had a better deep ball than almost anyone by. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to say this, understand that he had the most yards per attempt last year in the NFL. And you're about to make that statement. And if you're going to go to deep ball, he also had the highest deep ball accuracy, I believe. Not maybe highest, but one of the tops last year by completion percentage and big plays. He also had the biggest yak out of any quarterback in the league last year. That's also just not true. All right, well, we'll we'll get into it soon. We can pull up stats about Joe Burrow another time, but just because I don't have him on the on the top of my head, um, Mahomes has reason... more yak than him. But all right, we we can talk about a different show because I don't have I don't have PFF in front of me. I don't have the stats, but I just think Joe Burrow's options around him really elevate his play. I think Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback, but I just think if we're talking about who's most likely to slide down this list without the retirement of two guys we'll talk about later. Um, it, it's hard to pick another guy who Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson could go above. So if anyone's going to fall on this list, it's going to be Burrow. Now, I'm not saying Burrow's going to fall out of the top 10. I'm just saying if any of these quarterbacks that we're going to see slide, I think it's likely Burrow. And it's also because Burrow's division is improving and the AFC around him is improving. But that's just me playing devil's advocate to try to make us having the same list more interesting. I suppose so. I, I disagree with that sentiment. I think Burrow is probably going to be a guy that next year will probably find his way in the top four. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, I want I want to hear your number six guy, though. That's what I, Now that's what I want to hear. I'll let you take six. Okay. Go back to yeah, back. so I'll, I'll talk six first. Uh, so my number six is Matt Stafford. So. Okay. The guy that Joe Burrow played in the Super Bowl is my number six. Um, and the reason I put Matt Stafford there is I just think no one can play the arm angle game quite like Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is able to throw off any platform, besides for maybe Mahomes is the only other quarterback we can talk about this way. Matt Stafford is able to throw off any platform and make any mm-hmm. throw on a football field. I don't, I don't really know besides for Aaron Rodgers, if there's another quarterback as physically gifted as Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is able to throw it around the yard all he wants. And it's not a thing of, oh, he's a product of the McVay system, because he was doing the same thing in Detroit. The problem is he was in Detroit, so no one cared. And now, Mm -hmm. now we saw him in the McVay system, and he just was able to flourish and play really, really well. I mean, he turned Cooper Cup into my number one receiver into in the league. And Cooper Cup was really good, but I don't think he would have been elevated so much without the play of Matt Stafford. Jared Goff was not getting him to that point. So that is why Matt Stafford is my number six. And it's hard not to say he was the Super Bowl champion last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where we'll have our first non-same agreement here. I, I have Justin Herbert at six. Um, I think if you looked at 
pure talent and arm strength um, ability. He's a guy who I think is going to be just like Josh Allen, who I have later on in this list. But I have Herbert at six just, um, just because of the guys I have in front of him, um, I think, share similar just abilities as a passer in terms of pure talent. Um, I think also have, again, I do take this into account um, a little bit more in terms of pedigree, experience, winning history, and a little bit more time than Herbert in the league. Um, but again, I, I have been a guy who loves Justin Herbert. I think he's probably, again, going to be within next year to two years, probably a guy that you see at one to three, uh, assuming, you know, the Chargers don't do anything around him to goof it up and so he gets hurt or something like that. But but for me, when I think you look at Herbert, you see a guy who has everything possibly you could want in a quarterback from athleticism to height to arm, the ability to make anything, any throw happen. Um, the only thing I want to see with him more is maybe just take more chances down the field sometimes. I think it's the only knock really on him is I wish he would just let it air out. But again, it's fine that he does it right now because he doesn't create a lot of turnover-worthy plays. He plays it smart and he picks his battles when they go deep. And when he usually picks a battle, he picks it right and it ends up working out. But the guys I have ahead of him are more the reason why Herbert's six than anything else that it has to do with his ability. Well, so I can just piggyback off you. Justin Herbert, my number five. Okay. We can just lead right into this discussion. So Justin Herbert is my number five, and it's actually kind of the – well, sort of the reason that you have him at six. But um, it's because by turnover-worthy plays, he has the lowest percentage of any quarterback in the league. He's currently at 1.8%. Now, his interception numbers were high, but he also had the most drops out of any quarterback in the league. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Jared Cook just had bricks for hands last year. Austin Eckler had three passes – bang off his hands now the reason i have him at five and not one is because justin herbert still has to develop there is mm -hmm. plenty of places that herbert is not quite as proficient as these other quarterbacks we're going to talk about justin mm -hmm. herbert while he is super efficient while he does have all the arm strength all the talent he still has problems playing cover two he can't play a a simple too high safety look as well as he can play any other look in the league such fits from playing the vangio style defense now a lot of quarterbacks in the league do too but it's really weird that he plays on defense against the vangio defense and he still can't figure it out when he played denver he i mean in the second game he played really well but in the first game when it was really counted he just wasn't able to read it he couldn't figure it out when they played baltimore he couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I, I think if we see Justin Herbert be able to beat these elite cover two defenses, we will really see him elevate his play and get past the Vangio defense. So that's why I have him at number five. Yeah, so my five and six are basically yours. Just I have Matthew Stafford at number five. Um, I always had thought that for the longest time with Stafford, he was the guy who he was just in the situation in Detroit where – they weren't doing anything around him. They weren't really trying at any point. Realistically, when he was there, it was basically him carrying that entire franchise and trying to get them someplace that realistically they could never actually achieve because of ownership and because of what was being allowed to be around him. Um, and of course, you see in one season, he changes scenery to a franchise that actually will invest in helping him and trying to get better. And he gets a system with a head coach, McVay, that allows him to be more of the passer and operate off what he does well than he was ever allowed to do in Detroit. 
um, again, and like you had said with Stafford, I think when you look at him, and I think it's been known for a long time, easily one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL, probably among its history. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, people always would lose their mind about, you know, the Mahomes, no, pa- no look pass. Well, the reality is, is that Stafford was doing that before he got in the league. It's just no one cared about stuff like that because he was doing it in Detroit. But a lot of these things that you see guys like Mahomes and Allen do, like, well, Stafford was doing it in Detroit. It just didn't matter because it was in Detroit. But now he gets to a, a Rams team, and one season he wins a Super Bowl. He puts up 41 touchdowns. He plays unbelievably well in the Super Bowl itself. That no-look pass that he has the balls to make in the Super Bowl against the Bengals in the fourth quarter speaks to the kind of guy that he is at the quarterback position, and that's why I think, you know, he should be there at five. I mean, now he's a Super Bowl champion, too. So, that, again, that pedigree thing, I think, puts him in there, and I, I really don't see the Rams. I mean, unless they lose a guy like Donald to retirement, I feel like he's someone who that team is going to be back. They're going to play really well. He's going to keep putting up these numbers with the Gavay. It makes a lot of sense for me why he's at number five. Okay, so this is where I assume our list is going to go off kilter a little bit just based on how you've been talking because my number four is Josh Allen. And See, look, okay, I have Josh Allen number four, too. Oh, oh, then maybe we have the exact same. Maybe we have the exact oh. same list. Let's just rip it. Who do you have at number three, then? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, wow. Okay, that's then where we do differ a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so I have Tom at three. I have Mahomes at two. And then I have Aaron Rodgers at one. Okay, see, I'm we're, we're practically the same. Our top four is the same. I have Brady at number one. Oh, wow. All I right, have well, Brady. let's... Let's continue to break it down. Uh, so now now you've got the spoiler of what the rest of the list is for each of us. Yeah. But so let's talk Josh Allen. So yeah. Josh Allen, number four. So this guy has maybe gotten the most offseason hype out of any quarterback I've ever seen. Deservedly so. I mean, deservedly so. But I have seen so many takes that he is now the best quarterback in the league. I've seen so many takes that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I've seen so many takes that he is the future of the league which I don't think is unjustified. I just think it's a little too soon. Josh Allen is incredibly good. Uh, his arm strength is incredible, and his improvement from year to year continues to be the spectacle that the league has to take note of. He continues to improve, continues to get better in every way, shape, or form. There is not, maybe since Cam Newton, there hasn't been as a physical as a runner at quarterback in the league and Josh Allen maybe has the strongest arm out of any player. But this is where I got to do the butt of all of this hype where I see people. He's just not there yet. Like, he's really good. He just doesn't have the winning that Rodgers, Brady, and Mahomes have for me to put him above them. All of those guys have Super Bowls. If we really want to talk about, yes, Josh Allen is really talented, but he's just not there yet. He hasn't even made an AFC championship game. Now, he probably should have. Probably should have, Chiefs, actually. In the Chiefs game. But he didn't. And it got to overtime, and there's all the talk about the coin toss, but he didn't win. It was still four quarters of a game. I guess they dueled it out at the end, but they had plenty of time to put that game away much earlier than that. I mean, I mean you can blame it, the defense 13 seconds is abysmal. I would think I would blame the defense for 13 seconds. I mean, seconds. that's really bad, especially when you had the number one defense in the league. But it is worth noting that Josh Allen just doesn't have the winning pedigree yet. Same reason I have Justin Herbert behind these guys. While I think that right now, talent-wise, they are probably surpassing who's next on the list, 
they're just not there in achievement wise yet for me. So that's why I have Josh Allen at number four. So why do you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I agree a lot with what you would say. Um, I, I would disagree though, maybe a little bit on the last part about you know the the playoff game last. I don't think Josh Allen could have played any better in that playoff game when he can't play defense, so he can't really control the fact that his defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. And then on top of that, they lose a coin toss. And after your defense hasn't stopped the nosebleed, I don't assume they're going to be on the road stopping Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City well, with yeah. their ball. I mean, I'm so glad they changed those rules because, you know, it was 90% of teams that win the coin toss won the game. Okay, but I actually – I didn't mind the playoff rules. I don't think it was that crazy to suggest that you just stop the other team once. Why is that so hard? We, we can talk about it on a different show. Yeah. But... The the my borderline argument is they the league pays for these quarterbacks like that's what people are there to see they're not there to see that just defense makes stops that's not that interesting I mean I get the playoff football that's how it is but I mean it's also not fair to a defense because much harder to play defense than it is to play offense from a conditioning mm-hmm. standpoint um. But but we can get to that on a different show. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I'll say about that is uh, a certain team did stop someone in overtime the following week, but I don't know who that was, so. I know, and then just couldn't stop them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it's fine. Whatever we need to talk right, about that but, part. Uh, but is there anything else? No, but I mean, truthfully, about? yeah, for Allen, you touched on everything. I, I think I've loved Allen since he's come out of Wyoming. I'm one of those people who have believed when you're in the draft, you bet on the guy that typically has the highest ceiling. Um, I think Allen has shown capabilities in terms of, I don't know what more you want out of him from an athleticism standpoint. I think he's gotten much better in his progressions and, you know, controlling the pocket and picking the right times and when to run with the football. And I think you've just seen him continue to get better and better and better each year. And I think it's a really important thing you obviously look for in a quarterback. And now it's gotten to the point where, you know, up here is matching with the rest of everything else physically. With that happening, it's going to become near impossible to stop a guy like that, considering the fact, too, he has Stephon Diggs on the outside to go make plays for him. I think Buffalo is going to be in a really good place to Josh Allen. I think when you look at him, there's not much Again, maybe just besides you know, going to win Super Bowl now, but I think four is the, the perfect spot. Yeah, one more thing I want to talk about with Josh Allen before we move on is I think he's also last year showed that he can elevate the play around him. I do no, not I think agree. Dawson Knox is like that great of a tight end. But no, I don't think Gabriel really good. No, and guys like Gabriel Davis and I mean Emmanuel Sanders on the team, he's older now. Gabriel Davis had a great playoff run, but it's because he elevated the play around him. I mean, Stephon Diggs is always gonna get his at the number one, but the reality is too, they didn't have a running game very much, I feel like, in Buffalo. There wasn't some sort of, you know, great ground and pound that they could lean on if things weren't going right. But I mean, if you look at his playoff games, he, you know, in in Buffalo, he tore apart Bill Belichick. When they played Kansas City, he went shot for shot with Mahomes. So there's everything there that you would want. And you're right. He is starting to elevate guys around him for sure. Okay, so my number three, uh, we've already talked about it a little bit. So mine is Tom Brady. Uh, the reason I have Tom Brady at number three is just right now, uh, with the state of these guys, it's hard to put him above a two-time MVP and a guy who's been in the championship game the last – four years and i'm surprised you have brady three uh yeah i mean i just think from a pure talent standpoint right now he's just not at the level of these other guys but tom brady always finds ways to win i mean those numbers last year just mm. 
I mean, yeah, Brady's really good. I mean, he had the highest deep ball percentage out of any quarterback in the league. He was throwing it all over the yard. Um, but I, I just don't think he's at the level of the next two guys. We're gonna. I mean, he'll probably end up beating them. I'm gonna eat all these words. He'll probably end up number one. But I just think as we're listing it right now, it, it's it's always easy to say that Tom Brady's probably gonna decline this year. But I mean, at some point he's say gotta. That for a while. <laughs> I know we have, but. I don't really think – I mean, he wasn't the best quarterback in the league last year. He was probably number two, uh, honestly. I mean, number I mean, two for a 40-some-year-old man. I know. I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, that that's what makes it tough to put him above Rodgers. And we already talked about it. So, why do you well, – let's right. talk about why do you have Brady at one? So, he's your number one guy. So, why is he there? He has given me no reason to move him. Why would I ever think that there? What What did I see last year from Thomas Edward Brady that made me think that he shouldn't be a number one? What did he get worse at? Truthfully, what did he, What did he do not as well that he hadn't done in previous years? Even going back to last year in Tampa, he did everything you wanted to, he, and then at the very end of it, he almost if you know Leonard, I forget did Leonard Fournette fumble that ball to give him the ball back and to give it to the Rams at the end of the game to basically seal it. Yeah. Uh. Well, no. Remember they they went to over. Did they go to overtime? I forget how no, the game ended. No. What exactly. happened is, remember they got down by a lot at half. No, I know uh, that. I was gonna say. I but I I remember they going down by a lot. And then of course because Tom Brady's Tom Brady, he resuscitated them back to life into that game. Uh huh. So, but again, I mean, my whole thing with Brady's at this point is that I have been, as you know, someone who has sat here and said, "Oh, it's got to be the year. It's got to be the year that Brady falls off a little bit." here we are he's at what age 45 44 yeah uh he's at hasn't 44 stopped now. yet last time i checked so um i have no reason to move him he is the greatest all-time quarterback in nfl history he's arguably the greatest athlete probably in professional sports by accolades if you want to go by that um what he did last year was just another tom brady astronomical season if i had an mvp vote he probably would have gotten it if aaron Rodgers didn't exist last year however I still think Brady's Brady. He's the number one on this list until proven otherwise, and that's why I got him at number one. You don't need to see anything else. Just go turn on the tape of the last 20-plus years of football, and you'll see why. And just go look at last year, too. I mean, you could just watch the playoff performances just to know yes. how good he is. You could just do that. Um. So my number two, and from what I remember was – wait, we're on two now. Yeah, no, so well, my number two – You asked me what my number one was, why I had Brady. Oh, so you got to say your three. So yeah, who is my, your three? My three is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I Again, I think Mahomes is under the same boat as, like, Allen in terms of, like, throws that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, there's throws that he makes and the ways that he extends plays, it just leaves your jaw on the floor. You're like, who, how the hell did you even do that? You know, contorting his body halfway across and somehow slinging a ball sidearm 60 yards down the field. And you're just like, you know, he, in my mind, He's like the uh, the most liable to have just big play waiting to happen with the football in his hand. I I'm convinced every single time he drops back that that ball is going deep and he's finding someone. Um, I think the reason he's not a two or one for me doesn't really have as much to do with him is that I just think overall Kansas City's offense is going to regress. Not dramatically, dramatically, but it's going to certainly take a noticeable step back without Tyree Hill. I think people underestimate how important Tyreek was to that offense. And I think you're going to see it this year. I know people like Sky more, but really when you look at the rest of that, it's like, eh, I don't really think Kansas City's wide receiver core and skill position groups really 
looked the same as they had maybe, you know, last year without with Tyreek. I mean, again, because if you look at it, that offense, it's the options of Kelsey and Tyreek, and then maybe Nicole Hardman gets his in there somewhere. But now you throw in names like Martez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster, and, I mean, that doesn't make up for what it is. So I don't think it's going to be necessarily because – you know, Mahomes is going to take a step back. I just think the options out there are going to be lesser than they were last year, and it's going to affect them. Yeah, I get that argument. The reason, so I have Mahomes at two, so we can just combine this. Mm -hmm. So the reason I have him at two is just he hasn't, just like you said with Brady, he hasn't given me any reason not to. While I think mm -hmm. the options aren't as good, it's more going to be wide receiver by a committee next year instead of Tyreek Hill as the main option. Mm -hmm. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, Martez Valdez-Scantling, basically three players who are going to make up the production of Tyreek Hill. Now, I don't know how Do you how think they really will, though? Do you really think they will? I mean, by three players' standpoints, I think they will make the production. Now, they won't be as threatening, but you just need a guy. You basically need those three to have, what, 10 touchdowns and 1,500 yards? Yeah, now, they're getting that from, like, I mean, I don't know. I get. I guess I get what you're saying, but it's like there's. They still have Nicole Hardman. He's not particularly good, really. No, he's not. I mean, I don't <laughs> like him, but what I'm saying is now they just have a collection of mid receivers instead of one elite player and a bunch of bad players. Like, I didn't like their receiving options last year. I thought be behind Tyreek, they were so bad. I thought Pringle should probably not be more than a number four. Nicole Hardman should probably just be a full-time punt returner and jet sweep player. But because they had no other options, they had to play these guys. And Mahomes was still playing at that level. While he did have Tyreek Hill, they do have a more improved full unit. Now, I don't think it's very good, but it is fuller than it was before. It is more depth than it was before. So I think Mahomes I mean is going to make up the production with these guys. Now, I don't think he'll be as dominant, and that's mainly because of the defenses of the AC West are much improved and mm -hmm. basically base themselves around the idea of how to beat Mahomes because the Vangio defense also gives Mahomes fits because of the too high safety look. While he did show a lot of improvement next, last year against it, it just wasn't at the level that it was in previous years. He wasn't as dominant. He had to dink his dunk his way down the field, which is not how the Chiefs want to play. And it ultimately didn't, didn't allow them to get to the Super Bowl as they fell apart in the second half of the AFC Championship game. I mean, I suppose so. They tried to take their shots. They tried to take a shot downfield at the end of the game. It didn't work out there, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they did, but Mahomes was also missing throws throughout that entire game. In the yeah, second yeah. half, he was missing routine mid-range throws. At some point, he doesn't want to dink and dunk it. And so the patience of the well, you got to learn to sometimes. You got to learn to do it. Well, especially when the rest of the league is adapting to that you love that way. And the whole league is transitioning to the too high. Shot. See, I really I'm, I'm just surprised. I, I'm surprised that you think that the core in Kansas City is better than it was last year. I'm not saying it's better. I would rather have the core last year. I'm just saying it's more full. I think they'll make up the production, but I would rather have the elite player than three mid players. I mean, I wouldn't even consider Martez Valding Scantling a mid player. I would consider him below average, but I think they're going to make up the production because they're all the makeup of what Hill was just in a weird makeup. But again, 
it could be like the Chargers back in 2010 when Vincent Jackson left and they tried to bring in Robert Meacham, Eddie Royal, and all these guys who were mid, and it just didn't work out. The production wasn't there. So who knows? I, I think they're going to match it. I just think Reed is too good of a coach to not make it work. But mm-hmm. I, I think their de- offense will take a step back. Okay. And then, again, we have just your number one left, my number two, which would be Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So, so go ahead. Why, why is your number one? He's a two-time MVP. He's won the MVP the last two years. It's hard not to pick him. I mean, I, I want to dock him because of all the playoff nonsense that years. But in the regular season, there's been no player better than him so far. I don't no like no player I, better than him. I mean, you know, yeah, really? Over the last two seasons, I don't think there's been a player better than him outside of Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's maybe the only argument I could make. I would love to say Brady, but, I mean, Brady won a Super Bowl during that time. But last year, Aaron Rodgers won another MVP. It's hard not to put Rodgers there when he's winning most valuable player year in and year out, especially with all the the off-the-field stuff that's going on. He should be distracted, but he continues to be locked in and playing at an elite level. I mean, the Packers just three years ago, I guess really two years ago, it's been two seasons, brought in Jordan Love. And Aaron Rodgers seems to have been playing better since Love has come in because he doesn't want Love to see the field. Well, let's be truth be told. It's not like Jordan Love's particularly good, it looks like. No, but (laughs) Rodgers has won two MVPs since he's been drafted. It's hard not to denounce that. So, wait, Um, you think because Jordan Jordan Love was drafted, he got pissed off and played better? I I I don't think it's like a huge part of it, but I bet it is kind of a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he probably wants to win championships as well, but... I think there probably is a part of him that wants to show the Packers because the Packers were going to move like felt like they were going to move on. So he probably did want to show them maybe a little bit. I mean, yeah, look, I, I mean, I, um, I agree a lot with what you just said. I think when you look at a who throws the best ball in the NFL, I think it would absolutely be Aaron Rodgers. There's typically not a time where I tune in and they cut to a Packers game on red zone where I watch and I don't see a ball leave the right hand of his, and I'm like, that that's incomplete. No, most of every single time, I'm like, that's probably going to be perfectly placed. That's probably going to be caught by whoever it is, even if it's Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, or until now, Mardis Valdez-Scantling. I, I typically think the ball is going to be caught. I think it's going to be placed perfectly. And I think, too, an underrated thing of Rodgers that he does so extremely well is, again, an off-script guy. When the play breaks down and he has to kind of just maneuver and find things, he does a great job going his left to his right and just finding someone, you know, pointing him out. I feel like there's been plenty of times over the years where I've seen him roll out to his right, kind of take one step, go like that, and just launch it and find someone. And I think, again, from a physicality, throwing the football standpoint, no one better than Rodgers. Probably, maybe, of all time, best passer, but... I don't know. I have him at two because I think the greatest quarterback of all time is number one. He's back again. So why should I be doubting the greatest of all time at his respective position? I think Brady's still number one. I think Rodgers is a really good 1A. If we really had to do, if I could do 1A, that would be Rodgers. But I can't. I have to put him at two. No, I I mean, I totally understand the argument. Um, But yeah, so those are our top tens. Do you want to just run through it again just so we have the succinct list for our listeners? So it's been a while. We've talked for 45 minutes. I know, but it's hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good stuff. So, yeah, so you go through yours to start. All right, so 
my honorable mention was Russell Wilson. My number mm-hmm. 10 was Kyler Murray. My number nine was Deshaun Watson. My number eight was Lamar Jackson. My number seven was Joe Burrow. My number six was Matt. My number five was Justin Herbert. My number four was Josh Allen. My number three was Tom Brady. My number two was Patrick Mahomes. My number one was Aaron Rodgers. All right, and I don't feel like going through all of mine again. So basically, mine's the exact same as Ethan's, except for I have Herbert at uh, six and Stafford at five, and then Mahomes at three and Brady at one and Rodgers at two. So it's really pretty simple. Pretty similar like thinking. Again, we didn't have anyone. Um, Do you know one name we didn't put in here? I think probably will be a lot of people questioning where he's at. Dak? Yes. Uh, so I did my top 14, and he was not in my top 14. You didn't put him in your top 14? No, well, I actually. You... Uh, so I had Carr, Cousins, and Ryan above him. Do you have really? Really? Yeah. I mean, we're projecting for next year. I, I just think next year they'll probably be more productive than Dak. I think Dak's offense is taking a big step back with the loss of Lyle Collins, the over-reliance on Zeke. Uh, who, what receiver did they? Oh, the they loss of Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, I just think that offense. God, I'm surprised you don't have Dak Prescott inside your top 14 quarterbacks. In the no, you'd probably I'm not a big fan of Dak myself. I think he has more issues than people think, but he's still a top four team. I would have had him certainly in there over Ryan and Cousins. I've seen enough from those two to know what they are. Yeah, I mean, I understand the take, but when we're projecting for next year, I just think Kirk Cousins has too good of an outside weapons to not elevate his play. And I also had the same thing last year. Yeah, but Matt Ryan now with Indianapolis, I think he'll be really good in Indy. Uh, He's definitely way more improved than Atlanta. Is Dak better than Carson Wentz? Uh, Yeah, by a long shot. By a long shot for me. By a long shot. Wait, so I'm just curious. Where where would you put Carson Wentz on this list? I don't know. I didn't didn't rate him. Would he be inside the top 20? He would probably be right around 20. I would have to write them all down, all 32. But he'd probably yeah. be right around 20 for me. I like it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think that's where he'd be. Would he be within yeah. your top 20? I think he'd probably be 20, maybe 18 to 19 range. It's also hard to put him up very, like, he put such a sour taste in my mouth when you completely fall apart against the number one overall pick, Jacksonville Jaguars, who had already clinched the first pick for your play-in game well that's the thing i here's a question he's left us such a sour taste in my mouth i mean he probably is better than that but yeah it's hard not to think about that well my thing is not like in this maybe we can we can end it on this essentially and it's stupid that carson wentz is the end of thing but now it's my own fault because i brought it up but if carson wentz wins that game and the colts go to the playoffs is the narrative dramatically different about like say he throws three touchdowns in that game zero interceptions Denny has a 30-7 and seven season. Yeah, I mean, he's still the starter for Indy. He's still he the starter even... for Indy. Does he Is he inside the top 15 at that point? Mm, if he wins maybe. that game. Maybe, maybe. It would be close. Say it kind of depends the... on how he does in the playoffs, I would think. Say he wins a game. Say he wins a game. I think so. I think, I think then he's probably in the tier of the Carr Cousins. Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, like that slew of quarterbacks. People were putting Baker there before, but I don't think people put Baker there anymore. God, I just remember last year, people specifically, again, I'm sorry, Browns fans. I don't mean to do this to you. I know I was talking about Watson. Remember when you put Baker Mayfield somewhere even near the top 10 last year? We were talking about that. Just remember yeah. that next time anyone. I mean, they played, 
Played well. I mean, the, probably the same overreactions will happen this year with last year's rookie class with Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Mac, if he has another season like he did last year, he probably deserves to be in the top 15. I would pr- I would have him above Wentz, to be completely honest. Really? You'd have Mac Jones above Wentz? Yeah, I, I think I would. I don't know if I would. Well, Mac Jones. You're bigger on Mac Jones than I am. Yeah, I just, I, I think Mac Jones, I to me, he's like, He's kind of like Kirk Cousins to me, but he just doesn't have the production yet. See, I, I would actually say as it stands right now, going in this year of last year's rookie class, Mac Jones is like probably the third quarterback, third most excited I am about those quarterbacks going in a year too. Well, he's just not an exciting player, to be completely no. honest. That, that's the thing. He's just kind of – he's a field general, which is what New England needs right now. I feel like he's more um, of a game manager. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. He's a game yeah. manager. But he's but he's good at it. He's good at his role. Uh, if you were to take a top fifteen quarterback at number fifteen in the draft, I think you'd be happy with that. And so I, I think the Pats will be happy with with Mac. I mean, I'm not excited. I'm not that excited about Justin Fields to be completely honest. Wait, so hold on. Wait, if you were picking fifteenth overall of all the quarterbacks in the draft, you would take him over Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is on the board. No, no. I'm saying it, if you were to tell me the fifth best quarterback in a draft who is available at 15, oh. I think I think you'd be happy with that pick. Okay, fine. Yeah. Sure. I'm not saying if Zach Wilson, if Trevor Lawrence, if Trey Lance, if Justin Fields were all available at 15, you'd pick Mac over those guys. I still think you probably pick all four before Mac right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how it stands. I don't know if you'd pick Justin Fields, to be completely honest. He's probably the one I'm the lowest on. If you get Fields um, better weapons, I'd be more intrigued about him, but Chicago's going to ruin him. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that is our show. That is from the backseat. Sorry we didn't get to our other topics. We'll get to them in our next show. We'll just pocket them and talk about them next time. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter's still going to be here. Don't worry. He never leaves. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, our stories will still continue. So I hope you enjoyed our show today. Please continue to interact with us on Twitter and TikTok. We're kind of finding our grooves there a little bit better. We're mm-hmm. gaining followers in both. We're interacting more. We're figuring it out. Feel free to hit us up on YouTube as well. We could use subscribers. So find us on TikTok. That's the best place probably right now. Twitter, we're trolling Browns fans quite a bit. Uh, and on fun. YouTube, we're just kind of building that up. So please like and subscribe. Hit us with that five-star rating on our podcast. Thanks to all those loyal listeners. We hope we can interact with you soon. All right. Thank you, everyone. Night, y'all.